This is part two of session 52 of the law of one. Let's get into wonders, harvest, and knowing the self. Let's begin. Okay, in the last video, we stopped at question seven, which was very deep. And if you didn't watch that video, go watch it because that's really important for what we're going to talk about, especially at the end of this video, where they touch again into the knowing of the self. So um, I'm mentioning this because in this next question, Don is going to assume or make a connection between the information in question seven and uh, what he he believes is the reason why wonders are here. So that's the first question, new material that we have for this video. But I'm just going to go over the question that was in, um, in the last video, the last question, which was Don asking about uh, the disciplines of personality and if it was uh, the knowledge of self uh, and control and all of that. I mean, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a deep question that you should go watch if you haven't. But just to refresh, what Ra said was that they made a couple of corrections. The first one was no control. Uh, control is not, it's not something that we practice for, say, knowing the self, but rather um, not controlling the self and allowing the self to be is what we want. However, there is one consideration, which is when our actions and um, our, um, our reactions are not consonant with the law of one, then we might take into consideration some uh, restraint. So, you know, it, it's, this shows once again the, uh, the thin line between language and, you know, what we are, what we do. So that's the, 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 the correction that they made. And the other things that they said that they would rather think, you know, it's useful is the use of will, of course, is always mentioned. They always mention the, the use of the will, the direction of the will, actually, because we, uh, we're always using our will. It's just the direction of the will and the strengthening of the will into a direction that we want and acceptance of self, forgiveness of self, knowing, uh, the self, all of these things are always mixed into what is called um, spiritual evolution, disciplined personality, or whatever other uh, phrase, name, title, anything we want to call it, which is really just knowing the self. To me, that's the best way to describe it. It's just knowing the self. And knowing the self actually is, you know, so it doesn't get confused. Is um, is knowing the real self, the, the one self, Atman, which is the higher self, not the separate self. That's why sometimes it can get mixed in, you know, with, well, I'm knowing myself and I'd like to do these things. So, you know, the question is for you really to ask, you know, am I really uh, knowing myself or am I feeding the separate self by doing this? So, again, that's that's a different topic, but this is what was being discussed in question seven and the new material uh, that we have today is done. We can go straight into that question when, um, when Don heard this answer about, uh, about 
the disciplined personality and you know what it is to accept the self and all this and so in question eight Don says I sense possibly a connection between what you just said and why so many wanderers have selected harvest time on this planet to incarnate am I correct this is a vague notion it's quite vague actually so Ross is going to say it is correct that in the chance to remember that which has been lost in the forgetting, there is a nemiety of opportunity for positive polarization. We believe this is the specific thrust of your query. Please ask further if it is not. So, you know, this, let's put into context, you know, this, this answer because, um, I mean, Don just made a sort of loose connection here between what it is that any entity is looking for the purpose of any entity is to seek that knowing of the self much like any character in your dream has a purpose for you to know yourself so when you create a character in your dream it's, you know, it could be a family member it could be a monster it could be a tree it could be uh, anything anything in your dream is yourself so any of those characters or characteristics of your dream are actually informing yourself of yourself so in the same way any entity here is this the one self the one mind that exists in the universe knowing itself through this entity and you you have free will and that free will is the possibility that you have to direct your will so this gets into, of course, you know, what free will is and all of that, but think about it as a, a focus, a narrowing of your focus and attention towards something, towards whatever you want to do. That's depending on you. So coming from that, Don is saying, you know, is this the reason why wanderers came here to, um, say, increase the knowledge of the self, of the entity for um for the creator because knowing the self is just service to the creator that's why you know some people say in service of the one because everything that you do is in service of the one creator no matter what you do and that's why negative entities and the elite powers and all of this are serving the one creator as well because they're making the creator know itself through these uh archetypes that we have specifically here in the sun <clears throat> or this logos so in any case so that's the connection and then Ra says that yes uh, it is correct that um, by undergoing the process of forgetting who we are because through the veil once again you know once we pass the veil once we graduate and we are able to um, gaze at the glory of the universe without the veil then for you to incarnate again here you have to go through the process of forgetting that is through the veil so in going through this process there is a an overabundance that's what uh nemiety means it's a, it's a it's an excess of or an overabundance or um, a vast amount that that exists of opportunities for positive polarization course we can see that here we are in this process so we can see the 
the vast amount of opportunities that we have for positive polarization. We believe this is the, the specific thrust of your query. I think, you know, that's, uh, I, I don't think that was, well, let's find the next question what Don wanted to say, because I don't remember. So Don in question nine says, well, I would just include the question as to why time of harvest is selected by so many wanderers at as time of incarnation. So this is the direction of where Don wanted to ask. So why, why is harvest uh, attracting so many wanderers? So Ross says, there are several reasons for incarnation during harvest. They may be divided by the terms self and other self. The overriding reason for the offering of these brothers and sisters of sorrow in incarnative states is the possibility of aiding other selves by the lightening of the planetary consciousness, distortions and the probability of offering catalysts to other selves, which will increase the harvest. So here we're going to explore the different reasons why a wanderer incarnates on in third density actually but on planet earth which is what we're con concerned with um so um ross says that there are several reasons for incarnation and we're going to explore them um they may be divided into terms of self and other self and we're going to see why that is uh now notice i know sometimes and i i know because i've read it like this in the past Every time I read self, it seems like it's selfish. Like, okay, we have selfish reasons, and then we have other selves, and then it's selfless reasons. But that's not that's not the context here. And that's why they say self and other self. It's almost like, you know, you're doing it for your, you eat for your stomach, but you're also doing it for your liver and for your brain and for your toes. So it's for the self, the localized self that is experiencing reality in this time or in this case the food is being experienced by the stomach but that eventually goes into the whole system into the whole organism so any experience that is done for the self is always for the other self so in uh, in the case of service to self the service to self is serving the creator whether they know it or not when you're serving others, you're serving yourself as well. So it's always self interacting with self. Much like again, in the dream, you are interacting with a portion of yourself. You cannot say that the person that you saw in your dream was someone else. It is all in your mind. And I don't wanna get into the possibilities, which I know it's true. You can get influence, but that's very deep <laughs> into how you can have influence, but you are getting, say, influence from another uh, entity that may influence your dreams. However, the influence is going through your mind and you can see how you are projecting yourself. Again, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you have another entity in your dream, an angel, a demon, whatever it is that you want to call it. It is through the influence and the sensitivity of your mind that that can be manifested. So there's no escape here. There's always a self and another self. So again, that's just my clarification and emphasis on this. This may be divided into terms of self and other self. So this is just for consensual reality that we're going to talk about it. And it's gonna make sense as we go through. So the overriding reason for the offering of these brothers and sisters, that would be the wanderers uh, in incarnative states in this body form that we have 
um, is the possibility of aiding other selves by the lightening of the planetary consciousness distortions and the probability of offering catalyst to other selves which will increase the harvest so by the simple nature of wonders being here there is a natural vibration a an intuition if you will that is natural in these entities and that is um like a rock in the uh, in the lake or in the river it's causing a sort of distortion to the currents to the movement of the water by its sheer presence it's causing a sort of influence the same influence we were talking about in the dream so you can actually think of yourself if you consider yourself a wanderer which very likely you are otherwise you wouldn't be watching this content especially in these times where everybody's concerned with the external world <laughs> so um by knowing this you know that you are another character in the dream with a specific influence which we call vibration that vibration is actually alleviating the load of the distortions of the planet and the distortions being all this friction that we have against what is coming what is inevitable which is the four density transition there is to me i don't see it as a way of liberation or as a way of judgment for whatever it simply is what is and i don't need to know what it it's going to entail even though we know a lot about it in the raw contact but all we care is that we are here to do what we can for balancing the planet as it is so that is the first um purpose of a wanderer when it comes here it has the opportunity and this is a beautiful opportunity for any wanderer because it it serves the creator I don't want to say it serves it serves the entity it serves the creator as a whole which they are inclined to this is their direction every wanderer has a direction to serve the creator in its own way and when they're here they serve the creator by contributing their vibration to the planetary whole and that is one great um reason to be here especially because with the direction that we were going with planet earth i believe that wanderers actually shifted that consciousness by um i don't know i can't even describe it but by the amount of wanderers that have been coming here i believe that's what happened um there was just uh, a huge influx of wanderers that completely shifts the um the direction in which we were going so it's actually surprising that we are here on planet earth and we didn't destroy ourselves as we actually did in Maldek and in Mars so we uh we seem to have learned the lesson or helped learn the lesson in this specific logos which was uh, very bellicose <laughs> and Raha said before so all right there's more to say of course there's more to cover with this answer and Ra says there are two other reasons for choosing this service which have to do with the self the wonder if it remembers and dedicates itself to service will polarize much more rapidly than is possible in the far more etiolated realms of higher density catalysts so this is what i would call 
um, the uh, the specific self, the entity, how that that um, that works. Now, the entity is contributing with its own vibration the, uh, to the environment, but at the same time, just like the rock is contributing to certain distortions and vibrations to the water that is moving the current, in the same way the water is causing some sort of um, influence into the rock. It's eroding it in this case. Well, in this case, we are, we can say we are eroding our own um, distortions by allowing this reality to go through us. And this is the other uh, reason why a wanderer would like to come here because they can alleviate those, um, those distortions and polarize even more rapidly than it is far more possible or that it is possible in other etiolated realms of higher density catalysts. This is a phrase that I like to um, make a, a, little, a little emphasis to. They say the wanderer, if it remembers and dedicates itself to service, that would be a wanderer that has recognized um, its own nature and dedicates itself to uh, to the service of others, will polarize more, much more rapidly than is possible. Okay, so it'll polarize really fast and um, with higher possibilities than in other realms, basically, where catalyst is a, a lot uh, weaker, let's just put it that way. Etiolated. <laughs> That's what it means. It means kind of um, weakened, uh, diluted, uh, sort of pale type of um, uh, adjective. So, in, the ter in terms of catalyst, that's what they're referring to. Now, remember, Raha said that in third density, catalyst is a hundred times more potent than other densities. So, that's exactly what they mean here. You know, in other densities, catalyst is very, very mild, whereas here is a lot potent. So that's what they meant there, for sure. And that is the other reason why a wanderer is here. It's to um, to polarize itself with the amount of catalyst that is available here, at the same time that they're being of service. So there is a final reason. Ross says, the final reason is within the mind, body, spirit, totality or the social memory complex totality, which may judge that an entity or members of a societal entity can make use of third density catalysts to recapitulate a learning teaching, which is adjudged to be less than perfectly balanced. This especially applies to those entering into end proceeding through sixth density, wherein the balance between compassion and wisdom is perfected. So. Makes sense. Um, like I said, we are not part of, we are not a separate self. We are, depending on the density, we can see ourselves more in unity. This is a matter of perspective. Of course, the density allows that by the amount of light and information that is able to be processed by the entity itself. Now, you can see that from the lower densities, the sensation of separation is higher than in higher. Now, what does that mean? That as we go into higher densities, the self is no longer considered 
a separate self and that's why Ra is considered a single uh, entity. They are comprised of several entities they can see, they can still discern them, but they are kind of um, blurry to them. They, they don't see much of a difference between them. It's almost like saying, you know, what's the difference between you and your hand? You know, is your hand you or is it not? You know, is it a part? Yes, it has fingers. Are the fingers separate from the hand? Well, they're attached. <laughs> well, what about the cells that are there? And so on. So in the same way, it is a matter of perception to see the universe as a one living organism. And depending on where you stand, you can see yourself more separated. Uh, that's not to say, obviously, that you can't experience unity in this third density body. You can, and you're encouraged to. That is the great lesson. That is the great catalyst that we're going through is to uh, ignore the information about separation and to absorb that information that comes naturally through the intuition of the mind into unity. So when we go into this, we see that um, members of societal entity can judge. Okay, so in this case, we're talking about the social memory complex that exists in sixth density. Mainly, they say that this especially applies to those entering into and proceeding through sixth density. Mostly because they're in the balance between compassion and wisdom, which was um, in the perfection of this balance. Because in fourth density, you're learning the lessons of love, so you're more concerned with the lessons of love. In fifth density, you're more concerned with the lessons of wisdom. Then in sixth density, you're more concerned with balancing. So that means that uh, wanderers who come from sixth density obviously have more pronounced this uh, this reason to be here to balance something that is of a social memory complex nature. Now, let me sort of uh, illustrate this to you in a poetic way so it I, I can try to show its magnificence. Imagine you're an entity representing a social memory complex from whatever region, most likely Ra, could be from Latouille, could be from other uh, Pleiades, whatever you feel like you be. Just imagine the amount of entities that you are representing and that your makeup right now, whoever you think you are, because it's coming out like that, not the separate self, but whatever you feel you are, that self that is coming out. I just made a video talking about my personal history and what I feel comes out, it's just my nature of being this, uh, teaching, uh, expressing, just sharing, not even teaching, uh, it's just sharing. <laughs> this is what flows through me, okay, so that's just what I would say is, it's not what I am, it's just what is. So whatever you is, <laughs> that is, is made for the perfectioning of the social memory complex where you belong. So any distortions that you may have, you may judge yourself as you have a propensity for this, or you have a dislike for that, or you have you know, something that naturally flows through you and you say, I can't help it, this is me. And I just hate myself, or, or I love myself. You know, Whatever it is that you judge about yourself, all of that is definitely a programming 
which was not understood in your natural or your third density of nature. So that means that in the third density where you graduated from, whatever it was, let's say it was Venus and you're from Ra, and you feel this, um, this propensity towards something is because nobody in your planet was able to uh, experience this. Nobody in your planet was able to balance this. And the social memory complex as it stands in the now, which is the ever-present moment, that is being balanced by you. So the amount of work that wanderers are doing is just fascinating in so many aspects. So I hope this kind of helps you illustrate a little bit, especially if you feel a wanderer. Um, so you know your purpose and sort of your ideas of why you're here. You know, what are you doing here? And why are you so weird? <laughs> why are you so weird? That is the real question. And here are the answers. So without weirdness, we go into question 10. Where Don says, thank you. Just as something that I am a little inquisitive about, not much importance, but I would like to make a statement I intuitively see, which may be wrong. You were speaking of the slingshot effect, and that term has puzzled me. The only thing I can see is that you must put energy into the craft until it approaches the velocity of light. And this, of course, requires more and more and more energy. Don goes on. The time dilation occurs, and it seems to me that it would be possible to, by moving at 90 degrees to the direction of travel, somehow change the stored energy in its application of direction or sense, so that you move out of space-time into time-space with a 90 deflection, 90 degree deflection. Then the energy would be taken out in time-space and you would re-enter space-time at the end of this energy reversal. Am I in any way correct on this? So this is a very technical question. I'm just gonna read what Ra says and then I'll speculate. Ra says, you're quite correct as far as your language may take you and due to your training, more able than we to express this concept. Our only correction, if you will, would be to suggest that the 90 degree of which you speak are an angle which may best be understood as a portion of a tesseract. So for anybody who enjoys this, please share with me your comments because I'm not sure how to uh, dissect this one. But Don is asking uh, basically what is the slingshot effect if it works in, in a certain way. And he seemed to be quite correct according to Ra and more amazing is that they say that Don is able to express this concept much better than they themselves. Because I guess Don had the language to describe this in uh, physical terms, which for some reason Ra can't. I don't know, that's a mystery there. But um, I don't know if I can say much about this, but in my speculation of the slingshot effect, it seems that this is working with uh, electrogravitics. That's my uh, understanding at least, and it seems that you can go effortlessly through um, through the universe with this. And it does require energy, of course, some sort of energy that can be used for um, for the sort of, um, it's not even tapping, as far as I know, it's not tapping into 
um, zero point energy, but is rather using the uh, the vortices that exist in electromagnetic fields, which are everywhere. And so using these as a medium a medium of movement, a medium of of uh, transport or traverse to traverse the the space or uh, our 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 fabric of space. So how does that work? The ninth degree? I'm not sure. Uh, Don seems to suggest that you make a movement in like a 90 degree movement, which Ra specified that it was, you can see this or understood as a portion of a tesseract. A tesseract is a hyperdimensional cube, which means that if you take a square and you take another square and you connect its um, um, its vertices, its angles, then you have a cube. Two squares connected by uh, by their angles create a cube. So that's a 2D into 3D. Now a cube, if you connect with uh, all of its angles, with um, more cubes, you get the shadow of a tesseract in 3D, which you can find on the internet. Just Look it up, Tesseract, T-E-S-S-E-R-A-C-T. It's a Tesseract, or I believe it's also Hypercube. So this uh, this Hypercube is a four-dimensional uh, shape, geometrical shape, that describes the extension of a square to a cube, from a cube to a Tesseract. Um, and now, now that we're talking about uh, another dimension, that may see, may seem to be the dimension of time, to me, I'm just speculating here. <laughs> this is all speculation. So that uh, that part of time where we shift into time, time space, as Don suggested, that would be the 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 angle of the tesseract in which we go into time space and then go back into space time, and it seems to, you know, generate a slingshot effect there. Again, I'm just going on, you know, ranting on whatever comes up in my head that I know, but I don't know much about this, so. In any case, this is not important or that important. Even Don uh, acknowledges this and says, thank you, just a little point that was bothering me of no real importance. And he goes on and says, well, is there then from the point of view of an individual who wishes to follow the service to others path from our present position in third density, is there anything of importance other than disciplines of personality, knowledge of self and strengthening of will? This is a really good question. So, Ra says, this is technique. This is not the heart. Let us examine the heart of evolution. Let us remember that we are all one. This is the great learning teaching. In this unity lies love. This is a great learned teaching. In this unity lies light. This is the fundamental teaching of all planes of existence in materialization. Unity, love, light, and joy. This is the heart of evolution of the spirit. So I'm going to pause here because there's more to say. Um, but this this is just fantastic. Um, so Don, see, one of the things that are trying to be um, transcended here or bridged are the intellectual understanding of what must be done and the natural uh, flowing of what is. 
You see, understanding doesn't come from the external world to us. It, that's a mean of, of exploring reality, of learning, okay? But understanding comes from the inside. And when you try to express it in some way, then you lose some dimensions. That's just the nature of it. Um, and so when Don says, let me reread that part, that last part where they, he says, um, those things of importance, is there anything else? Um, is there anything of importance other than disciplines of personality, knowledge of self, and strengthening of will? These are things that, you see, it's, um, it's almost like a recipe, okay? What's the difference between the recipe and you know, the actual food itself? Not, never mind the cooking, you know, the recipe and the food itself. So the recipe is, yes, discipline of personality. That's something that comes naturally through the seeker. Knowledge of self is inevitable. And the strengthening of the will is, um, it's the way. Let's just say, is the way, you know? And um, Ross says that this is technique. Technique is just, it's just technique. You know, it's not the arts. It's not the movement. Technique is what you, uh, what you learn to be, you know, the movement, the the action. So technique is that, and that is fine. You know, we we can use technique as a sort of um, measure or way to to visualize it, but not. It's not really like Ross said. This is not the heart. Let us examine the heart of evolution. The first thing they say is, let us remember that we are all one. This is something that we we don't have to intellectualize. The oneness, the unity that we are, is something that can be explored throughout your whole life. And by explore, I mean it's not something you achieve. You don't achieve, oh, yes, I just clicked that unity and I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm there already. That never happens. You know, if you actually did that, you weren't be here, because then you would be the whole universe. So as a um, as a separate, or I don't want to say separate being, but as a an individualized portion of consciousness that is exploring the universe, the maximum you can achieve, say, you know, in terms of of perception, is the perception of unity. So the more you explore this, the more you live it, the more you um, you embody it, the more you uh, you incarnate that unity here by perception. Of course, you're always going to be this uh, individualized portion of consciousness that is you, that is allowed to be separate in um, in a sort of uh, perceptual uh, point of view, but. That is the great, um, you know, that that is the, the focus. You know, unity is the focus and how you, you live it, how you experience it, it's up to you. Now they say, this is the great learn, learn teaching. This is the great, the great learn teaching. In this unity lies love. If that isn't obvious at this point, in unity lies love. I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't have words for it. In unity lies love. That's just, 
<laughs> that's an axiom. <laughs> there is in separation, there is suffering. In unity lies love. So, you know, uh, there is no light without dark. How else can I explain that? This, um, this is a great learning teaching. See, in this unity lies love is a great learned teaching. Let me put it, I just mentioned light and dark. People see good and bad as separate things, but they fail to realize that they're, they're one and the same. Um, past and future, they seem separate. The past is what happened. The future is what is to come. Yet they are united by the present. And the present is always here. So that is unity. That is the unity between the experience of past and the yearning for future. And you are that union. Same with anything else. Anything else you can explore in um, duality. You will see that there is a apparent separation of the yin and the yang. So in this um, in this unity, there is love and the unity needs to see for us to say unity, something needs to unite and everything is united by this one energy that is love. So this is a great learned teaching by you knowing this. I mean, this is this is just this is material. This paragraph alone can be um, can be expanded for hours. <laughs> um, any suffering that you have as a separate self, because the, the suffering always comes from the separate self. The separate self is characterized by polarizing towards something. You see, the separate self always feels inferior or superior. That is polarization. It feels more or less. It feels greater or uh, lower. It feels, you know, um, wider or darker or lighter or uh, blacker or whatever. You know, the separate self always feels something. That something is polarization. It means that it it's associating itself with one side of the coin and ignoring the other side or thinking it's not part of it. So in this sensation of separation, you acknowledge the unity between what you feel you are and the other, the difference between self and other self. How can I exist if I don't know other people, if I don't know other selves? How could I know I, I am? if not for other people, other selves. So self and other go together. There is unity there. That unity is perceptual. And if you can see that, this is a great teaching. Learn teaching. Now in this unity lies light. This is the fundamental teaching of all planes of existence in materialization. In the unity lies light. In this unity is um, anything materialized, it's made of opposites. There, there needs to be an opposite for, for it to materialize. These two, nothing can be found without its opposite. Nothing. Whatever you see in, in nature has its opposite. And so from the subatomic particles that have opposites all the way to 
planets and stars, space and time, uh, black and white, cold and heat, uh, up and down, anything has its opposite. In this combination, in this unity, lies light. Light is information, is knowledge. Actually, it is just information. Knowledge comes from the absorption of light and the acceptance of light, the acceptance of things as they are. What they are is what, what is, you know, in the universe. So this, and this is why they say in my, uh, in my books, this is the fundamental teaching of all planes of existence in materialization. All planes of existence in materialization. What does that mean? Something is materializing in those planes of existence. Something is coming about. Unity, love, light, and joy. This is the heart of evolution of the spirit. You see, the evolution of spirit is concerned only with accepting whatever division it might see. So that's why the greatest teaching is always to find unity in all things. With these tools, and we've had it for thousands of years in the East, by simply understanding that there is no separate thing, that everything goes together, and that you cannot escape this. No matter what you try, you can never escape this. That's why we have a binary system. You cannot escape this. That's why we have uh, night and day. You cannot escape this. So the more you see this, the more you know that anything that you feel must have an opposite too. And this is another teaching that Ron says also in the earlier sessions, they said, um, find its opposite, concentrate on its opposite. Whatever you're feeling, concentrate on the opposite unite them and you will feel whole because you would know that you wouldn't feel this if that didn't exist gautama used to say that um, we experience sorrow so others can experience joy this is natural you cannot have there needs to be a balance you can you can have an imbalance of a lot of sorrow without a lot of joy. So balancing the self is just to accept that anything that you feel has an opposite that is happening and that you are not a separate self, that this is just a, a symphony of um, a symphony of harmony. So in any case, I'm going to go because I can just keep talking about this. This, this is what really makes my day. So Ross says, Finishing this uh, this part, they say the second ranking lessons are learned, taught in meditation and in service. At some point, the mind-body-spirit complex is so smoothly activated and balanced by these central thoughts or distortions that the techniques you have mentioned become quite significant. However, the universe, its mystery unbroken, is one. Always begin and end in the creator, not in technique. That's a beautiful way to end this, uh, this question. We have one more. <laughs> Um, the second rank, uh, ranking lessons are learned, taught in meditation and in service. Well, meditation can't be overly emphasized um, in service as well. I mean, meditation is just a passive, um, the passive method of absorbing, of learning 
of the self. The other ones are concerned with experiencing the external world, the, the external self, as you are simply um, inside out here. <laughs> that's where you are. And um, that's just what's happening. It's the universe inside out in you. And so um, meditation is just that you get information, which is always vibration. There's a lot of vibration going on and it kind of like makes an imprint in your in your consciousness, in your localized consciousness. And that uh, impression must be absorbed by the silence in you. That is meditation. That is what meditation is about, is about absorbing in silence everything. And in service is simply what you do. Service is anything that you do. Service is not helping people. It's not you know, doing something specific. Service is everything. Any action is service, but directed service is really, you know, what we're focusing with the direction of the will rather, which is not really an effort, you know, and this is why the technique of Wu Wei, you know, effortless action, um, no forcing the self is just simply being that is, that is service. At some point, the mind-body-spirit complex is so smoothly activated and balanced by these central thoughts, see, by this central being, I would say, the central beingness, um, that techniques that the techniques you have mentioned become quite significant. Yes, you, now that you are in that direction, then the techniques, like I said, you know, they become uh, significant. They are not significant at the beginning, you see, and that's why they say, you know, uh, always begin and end in the creator, not in technique. Technique is what we perceive to be the ways into traversing this one cycle or circle around the creator. So I hope that made sense. It does make sense in my mind. Or if not, at least stimulate a little bit more your curiosity in yourself and everything else around you. Last question, question 12, Don says, thank you. In mentioning in the previous session, the harvest, you mentioned that light, the light bringers from the octave. Am I to understand that those who provide the light for the gradation of graduation, gradation of graduation, are of an octave above the one we experience? Could you tell me more about these light bringers, who they are, etc.? So Ron says, this will be the last full query of this working. This octave density of which we have spoken is both omega and alpha, the spiritual mass of the infinite universes becoming one central sun or creator once again. Then is born a new universe, a new infinity, a new logos, which incorporates all that the creator has experienced of itself. In this new octave, there are also those who wander. We know very little across the boundary of octave except that these beings come to aid our octave in its logos completion. So we have entities from another octave. Ra has said uh, when they were talking about just a couple of sessions ago, I think they were talking about the aid that we have in harvest in graduation, which is happening right now. And so they mentioned the different types of entities that are here helping us and aiding in harvest. And they mentioned these entities who are from the octave above our own. Now, it seems to me that these entities are 
part of the next octave. How they communicate with this octave is um, is a mystery. I can only speculate that once they have reached infinity, they have become a new sort of entity with the with all the information that is uh, that is there right now. That they don't have. You see, you have to see the universe not as a mechanical process, but as an organic uh, process. Think of it out of you know the, the whole entropy that we have in the universe. We are condensing a sort of infinity that is learning more about itself. That infinity is being the octave or uh, the one creator. Okay, try to imagine it as a sphere. This sphere. Uh, at the fringes of this, the sphere, that is all the creator, it's unity. But new entities, this is my speculation, this is not taken from Ra, but it's my way of seeing it. From this new infinity, that's even, language kind of gets broken down here, it just stops. Language.exe stopped working. <laughs> um, this, um, these new entities, or these entities above our octave, are those entities that are in the known of the whole octave. Let me give you an example. Ra is limited by six density. They don't know what awaits them in seven density. And seven density is the gateway to the next octave. So those, uh, all that information, let's just call it information and not entities anymore. All that information that has gone to the top of infinity, to unity, can now distill down and even though it's part of the next octave already because it's part of the new infinity the new unity the new the newly informed unity it can distill down and those entities to me are the ones that Ra is referring to here and um you see if we reread it now maybe it makes a little bit more sense when they say this octave density of which we have spoken is both omega and alpha well to me sounds like the unity the the point where everything starts and finish the octave it's that surface of the sphere where everything is being gathered the spiritual mass of the infinite universes becoming one central sun when they talk about the infinite universe they're talking about this creation contains all the universes that have ever been because this universe or this creation rather this this what is contained within the sphere is not you know separate from the other um, creations that have come before before the veil and all that stuff it's a process it's an organism that's growing so it the whole sphere is becoming one central sun again it's becoming one big sphere or creator once again from then is born a new universe a new infinity this new infinity is what we're talking about a new logos which incorporates all that the creator has experienced of itself up to this point even as i speak this information is being distilled or going upstream into the infinity of consciousness you see i saw a 222 and a 555 that to me is synchronicity enough <laughs> uh it's actually 222 again it's always 222 on 2022 on the first um, month of the year. Fascinating. So even as you think right now, 
as you're processing this information that I'm giving you, it's more experience to that one new infinity. And from this new infinity, a new logos, which incorporates all that the creator has experienced in all the planets and all the stars and all the galaxies and all their previous octaves, all the universe, all is being absorbed by this one consciousness. In this new octave, there are also those who wonder. Information, to me, information that distills down. We know very little across the boundary of octave except that these beings come to aid our octave in its logos completion. Well, it seems reasonable that all that is being uh, coalesced, concentrated in this sphere of knowledge, the sphere of consciousness that is ever being fed, that that information will distill down to complete um, this octave in its logos. So, I mean, I know I speculated a little bit here, but I think I painted um, a fair enough picture of what I consider this to be the entities in this new octave wanderers who are coming here. And um, that's the best I can do in third density. <laughs> Maybe in other densities, I'll be able to understand it a little bit more, definitely. But that's, um, that's it, that's all I got. This session ends, um, I don't know if there's anything special. There's always done asking um, if there's anything they can do uh, to improve the contact or make Carla more comfortable, the instrument. And Ross says this instrument has some distortion in the area of the lungs, which has been compensated for the position of the physical complex. All is well. We leave you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator, Adonai. And with Adonai, we've come to the end of this uh, session. Conclusions, as always, the two things that I believe are, I mean, we got so much out of here. I'm, I'm actually surprised that this didn't go beyond the hour. <laughs> um, maybe the conclusions will get there. But there's a couple of things. First, for the wanderers. The wanderers who feel this, this calling, who have gone through this process. We know already, we've spoken about wanderers already. And if you feel like a wanderer, then you know what your purpose is here. One, by simply being here, simple act of being here that's enough that's plenty you're here for that just to simply be here it's almost like they pay you to be at a concert a play uh, whatever you know you're being paid to be there so that all you have to do is be there you know you your popularity in the universe is so high that uh, you're helping just by being by simply being Okay, now I will add that the more you are, the more you can contribute to this in this aspect of yourself, in this aspect of the wanderer self that is here to aid, because the more you restrict yourself, the more you feel frustrated with life, the more you feel like you don't belong here, which is a lot, unfortunately, the vast majority of wanderers, I feel that they don't feel like they belong here and they feel like they are alien and all this stuff, and then they go into, well, I'm from another planet, I'm not from Earth, you know, fuck Earth, and all this stuff, forgive my French. 
you know, this is this is the type of mentality that develops over time with wanderers who don't feel part of this, and you know, they it's it's a it is what it is. I'm not gonna say you know it's a pity, but um, it is it's a sort of like a waste of potential that is there, because and that's the purpose, you know, of all of us who are invested into sharing this view of reality so people can be liberated from their own frustrations so in any case you know this this is you know what you are and the more you are now that's not, that's not something that you have to learn that's not something that you have to seek even though we call seekers i would say you know it's well remember it's inner seeking and the inner seeking what you do is that you unlearn stuff you get rid of things conditionings and whatever you know judgments you have of yourself so you can be more so how does that happen are you learning anything no you are unlearning and by uh, by a result you are being more so that's that's the great way now there is also um, to keep in mind that you're here to polarize yourself as well or with the possibility you don't have to it's not a you know you're here that's your task <laughs> you have to do this no this is a natural process of polarization you are here the more you can you know accept catalyst which is a lot here you know physical mental and spiritual mostly physical and mentally uh induced catalyst then the more you can polarize yourself and with that it's not like you know oh i'm making it i'm beating the game i'm going upwards in densities you are aiding the whole universe with this you're aiding the creator you're serving the creator whether you like it or not even in depression you're serving the creator because the creator can experience itself in that situation so even when you feel like you're not contributing to the universe well guess what i have i, I was gonna say bad news but it's really good news <laughs> you are help, helping the universe anyways um the one creator which you are and this overlaps perfectly with the third um, purpose of the wanderers which is to aid the social memory complex where they come from mainly those of sixth density which are balancing love and light um, understanding and wisdom so they can alleviate those distortions that they didn't experience in their third density or in your third density your native third density and lastly we got into uh, this is just the last questions where we got into the um, the disciplines of personality, you know, what it is. And, and I know this is a kind of abstract thing to talk about, so we can only talk about it in poetic ways. This poetic way would be to express the unity in everything, understanding duality as a way to experience the self, not as the way to divide ourselves. And I think that's the key lesson. Duality is present only to experience the self because you are duality. You are made of two aspects. Otherwise, you couldn't be able to discern. You have to have duality to know yourself. And so by knowing this, you can dispose of any sort of ideas and concepts of reality being a drag or being a problem that needs to be solved. That is nonsense. This universe does not to be, uh, does not need to be solved. It needs to be dissolved in our mind, <laughs> and so that's what we're trying to do. I hope I contribute a little bit today with this. So much we can talk about, especially that question.
question 11 was fantastic. I would say reread it and go back. Uh, don't listen to me again because it can get a little bit um, saturating, I'm sure. Not listening to myself, but I want you to reread it with a fresh uh, mind. Just go over it yourself. Just go to the website or the book or pause the video in that question, whatever it is. But just go over it again and see so much wisdom in there that I just can do honor with words. That's it. We got into the end of this session. We made it. Question 52 is done. We can go into question, question, session 52 is done. Um, session 53 is next. I don't know what awaits us there. We'll have to wait. Thank you so much for being part of this, for informing yourself, for being, being, for simply being. That's all I can say. I appreciate you for being here, for listening. Share the love, like, subscribe if you haven't. I have nothing else to say, but thank you again. And I'll see you in session 53.